Okay, we're going to start here on the Mishnah on Lamadawad Amad Aleph. Roetakoi Ba'amar. So Koi is a animal that's known throughout uh, the Mishnah that is a Suffolk Behema or Suffolk Chaya that the Chumim were unsure as to its status, whether it belongs in the category of Behema of domesticated animals or Chaya or in the wild animals. The difference between a Behema and a Chaya has to do with uh, two issues. One is the Kisay Adam. And number two is the Easter Chalib, because Easter Chalib only applies to Behemoth, and the requirement for Kisu Adam only applies to Chayot. So there'll be a Nafkamina, whether this is considered a Chaya or a Behemoth. The last Nafkamina has to do with what you can then <coughs> have the animal reproduce with, meaning what they can correct a mate or match for, that it will not be considered Kilayim. So, that's one possibility. And the last possibility in Chazal is that it's a Bria B'Sneh Atzma, that it's its own category. It doesn't fall into the category of Behemoth or Chaya, but it's its own category. So here we have this animal, this Ra'atakoi, we see this animal, Ba'amar, Harein Nazir Shezeh Chaya. person says that I'm a Nazir, this is in the classification of Chaya. Harein Nazir Shezeh Eino Chaya. Another person says I'm a <coughs> Nazir, if it's not in the classification of Chaya, but must be in the classification of Behemoth. The next person says Harein Nazir Shezeh Behemoth. I'm an azir that this is in the category of behemah, of domesticated animals, right? Harani nazir, and then the next fourth says that I'm an azir of the behemah, that this is not in the category of behemah, but rather in the category of chaya. So just the opposite of what we said above. Harani nazir should say chaya u behemah. person says I'm an azir if it's both a chaya and a behemah, has characteristics of both. Harani nazir should say lo chaya v'lo behemah, or I'm an azir that it's in neither. I mean, that in the case of chaya and behemah, that we are misopic. Both for Kisu Adam and for not eating the Chaylev. So it is like a Chayyab Behemoth. On the other hand, it's aimed at low Chayyab, low Behemoth. It's not like a Chayyab, not like a Behemoth, because we don't allow you to mix it or match it with another animal, because we're unsure as to what its mean or its category is, and therefore it'll be Kilayim. Already Nazir Shechad Mikem Nazir, I'm a Nazir that one of you is a Nazir. Already Nazir Shechad Mikem Nazir, and I'm a Nazir if one of you is not a Nazir. Already Nazir Shechad Nazirim, number nine says, I'm a Nazir if all of you are a Nazirim. They are all Nizirim. Now, who's the author of this Mishnah? So there's one possibility that this Mishnah goes according to Beit It's very similar to the Mishnah we just had previously in the case by the person walking towards them. In that case, we have a Nizirot Bita'ut, or a Nizirot of uncertainty. In that case, Beit says they're all Kulam Nizirim, whereas Beit says, no, only the ones whose, uh, <coughs> whose conditions were fulfilled are considered a Nazir. Now, both the Mifarish and Tosas bring down here a possibility that this even goes according to Beit Hillel. Beit Hillel, Aliba de Rabbi Shimon. Right? That's the Tosas says this is Beit Hillel according to Rabbi Shimon. We just saw in the previous Gemara that Rabbi Shimon believes that a Savik Nazirus were Machmir for. So, so it's over here. Here you have a Safik. You have a doubt as to whether this person's a Nazir. Now, here the doubt doesn't come because of the conditions that the person set. There's not a mistake or a ta'ut in their nizirut as opposed to the previous mission. But in this mission, the safek comes because this animal is unidentifiable. Since that safek comes with unidentifiable, even Beitillo is going to agree in this case that this, these, all these people are nizirim. But they're not nizirim vadaim. They're not definite nizirim, but they're nizirim safek. And if we hold like Rabbi Shimon that Tzavik Nazir is the Chachmir, then all these people will be Nizirim mitzad chumra of Rabbi Shimon. That's the way Tosas learns. The, <coughs> excuse me, the Farish brings down from his Mora that over here the Mishnah would go according to Beisil and not according to Rabbi Shimon, but Beisil in general. Because we can differentiate between a case, I'll read you here, it's in the widest line, the first widest line in the uh, Mefarish, V'amar lanu hamoreh. 
Only when there's a mistake about the Suffolk Hekdesh, over here where there's just a Suffolk, you're on Hakha, then you're doing Koize Min Chayo Min Behema. What's the status of the category of this? We don't have any definitive decision about it. I feel Rachel, Mother Davi knows there, even Rachel will agree that it is a Nazir. So you hear, see here from here that's not even according, even without uh, Rabbi Shimon, that they Beitel believes that here you will be a Nazir according to the Mefaresh. Because Beitel only says or does not believe that Hekdesh Ta'ut, when you make a mistake, then it's not Hekdesh. You make a mistake in Nazirut, that's not Nazirut. But over here, it's not an issue of you making a mistake, it's an issue that the object on which you dig in Nazirut is unidentifiable and we'll never know. And therefore, we can never really clarify what your statement was about. So even Beitel would agree in this case. Now, the Gemara says, So we have two versions of our Mishnah. One Mishnah says that in this case, there are nine different Nizirim, that we create nine Nizirim. And we have another Mishnah that says that we have nine Niziriot, which implies that one person is able to create nine Niziriot. Bishlama Tisha Nizirim, in the case of nine Nizirim, can go into Havi Gavri Tveh. That's not a problem because we have all the cases in our Mishnah, and these can be nine different individuals that take such an editor. How can we have the possibility of one person actually creating all nine of these Nizirot that are found in our Mishnah? The first six make sense because the person can make those statements. Because it's not, as we have in our Mishnah, about the last three, how can he say that? He says, if all of you, I am a Nazir, if. if one of you is a Nazir. I am a Nazir if none of you are a Nazir. Or I am a Nazir that all of you are a Nazir. Those, aren't sta- those are statements made about third parties. You can't say that one individual says that about himself. He already took these Nidri Nazirs. He can't say that all my, uh, all, 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 all that you said. What you said is me. He said it. Alright, so Kizanan. So what do we do with this? Amar Shish is going to Amar Nazir bin Niziru Takolalai. <clears throat> so here is the Machlok about what Rav Shesha says. So there are two possibilities. And the Mephorish explains this, that I am a Nazir. That's the first six. He took the first six Nidre Nizirut, like they're found in our Mishnah. And how does he get to the uh, last three? The last three are not like what our Mishnah says, but the additional three are created by saying, I'm a Nazir, like all the possibilities of Nizirut here, or well, the possibilities of a Koi here. What are the possibilities, all the different possibilities of a koi here? It's uh, one possibility is it isn't a behemoth, it's not a behemoth. One other possibility is it's a chaya, it's not a chaya, so that's the next possibility. And the last possibility is that it's not a behemoth, not a chaya, or it is a behemoth and it is a chaya. So in each of the first six, we see two tzadim in each of those things. So he says, I'm a nazir, he takes each of those six, and then he says, I'm a nazir, like anybody who would have a suffix about this animal, and they would take these two pictures. So there were three categories in the first set. And I'm a Nazir, like those three categories in the first set. That is the position of the Mefaresh. <coughs> now, the Tosvot says, no, what does it mean, Vinizirut HaKolalai? VCs, nine other people who took the Nidre Nizirut in our Mishnah. So, nine people took the sequence that we see in our Mishnah. And this person says, I'm a Nazir, like all of these nine people. So, therefore, one individual can replicate that which nine did by being Makpitz himself and those nine different people. That's how you can get to nine as a single individual. That's the explanation of Tosos. So that's the end of the parak. Now we will start the next parashah. There are three issues or three uh, things that a Nazir is restricted in. This we've known from learning Nazir until this point. The first one is Tumah, that he's not allowed to be a Metamei That's number one. 
The next is that he can't cut his hair. And the last one is a yotze mina gefen. Anything that is a product of the grape. Grape produce or uh, grape derivatives all join together to form a single unit for Isur here. What is that unit that you need to be Chayav for? That is a Kezayit. That is, the uh, Isur is generated by a Kezayit. So if you're Mitzayit, if you join together all the different parts of the grape and create a Kezayit, then you will be Chayav. Or if each one individually adds up to a Kezayit, then you will also be Chayav of the Isur. That's the standard. Mishnah Shono merit achishte revius yain. You had to drink a revius yain. The measurement was volumetric. It was a liquid measurement, and that was a revius. Whereas <coughs> our Mishnah says, which is the Mishnah Achrona now, it says that it's kazait. It's a uh, mass. It's a physical measurement of volume. It's kazait. Not a liquid measurement, but a yavesh, something that's a dry goods measurement, and the kazait. And we'll see in the Gemara how we dissect that. Now, Rokivo Mer. Afilu, Rabbi Kiva came along. He's the one who changed it from Erevius Yain to even a Kazayit. Almer, Afilu Sharapi Tobi Yain. If he dips his bread in wine, Beishba Kedidah Tareif Kazayit, and all they would add together make a Kazayit, Chayav. So that he changed the measurement from being a liquid volumetric measurement to a dry goods measurement of Kazayit. So we'll see or more explicit on that in the Gemara. The Chayav al Yain Bifnatsma, Vala Nabim Bifnatsman, Vala Chazanim Bifnatsman, Vala Zagim Bifnatsman. We are chayav for each category individually, whether it's wine, whether it's grapes, or it's skins, or seeds. All of these items individually you can be chayav for, or if you put them all together. Don't say that the puzzle enumerated each of these items to say you're not chayav until you eat all of them together. But rather, each one stands individually, and you can be chayav if you violate the Nizirudz by having any one of these individuals by up to the Yisur, or if you jointly, with all these items together, create the Kezayat that you need to be over the Yisur, then you'd also be violating the Nizirudz. <coughs> that you are not chayav until you eat two chartanim and one zag. What's a chartan and a zag? We're going to see in a second. But at least at this point, we're going to say that you have to eat two pits and one skin. Why is that? Because what's found in the pasuk? It says, Chartanim <coughs> is found in the plural and zag is found in the singular. So Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah believes that you're only chayav if you have two pits and one skin. What's a chatzan and what's a zag? A chatzanim elu chitzonim. The chatzanim are the skins. Hazagim elu apnimim. And the zagim are the <coughs> are the pits. So chatzanim are the skins and the zagim are the pits. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yosi disagrees. Rabbi Yosi Yomer Don't make a mistake. It's just the opposite. Kazug shel behemat. Like the bell that's worn by an animal. A chitzon, the outer part of the bell, is called a zug. So too, the zagim in the pasuk mean the skins. Vapanimi, invel, and the hammer, the inside is called the invel, and that is what the chatsanim, those are the pits on the inside. So obviously it's from zag and zug. Zug is the outer bell, and so too, zagim are the skins. So Rabbi Yossi believes zagim are skins and chatsanim are pits, the opposite of Rabbi Yehuda. And it seems that Rabbi Yehuda is holding like Rabbi Yossi, so it's in the position of Rabbi Yossi, that he's saying you need one skin and two pits. Now, <coughs> the Gemara continues, Shloshaminim asurim benazir b'tumah so now the Mishnah says, Ayotze mina gefen, that which is a grape derivative or a, grape, uh, or a product of the grapevine in. Gefen at but the grapevine itself, no, that he doesn't violate. My sneeze into Lok Rabbi Elazar. Our mission is not like Rabbi Elazar. The Tanya Rabbi Elazar, Omer, we have a position of Rabbi Elazar in the bright, so Afilu Alin, even the leaves, Evilu Davim. And the green shoots, the soft green shoots of the vine, 
you'll be bemashma are included. You'll be chayav for. So not only is it a fruit or a derivative of the vine, something that's going off the vine, but even the vine itself can produce things that are asur, and that's the leaves and the <coughs> the green shoots, the soft green shoots, which is not like our mission. Our mission says a yotzim in a gefen, but not the gefen itself. Some people draw this diuk out of the latter part of the Mishnah. When it says in the latter part of the Mishnah, you're not chayav until you eat from the grapes that gazayat minanavim in. From the grapes themselves, yes. But from the vine itself, no. Our Mishnah is not like Rabbalazar. Even the leaves or the soft green shoots are included in that which the Nazir is restricting it. What's the argument between the Atan of our Mishnah and Rabbi Lazar? So it has to do with the way they learn out from the Pesukim. Rabbi Lazar, Darshe Ribuye Umi Ute. There are two different methodologies for Darshaning Pesukim, for learning out Pesukim. One was used in Eretz Yisrael, one was used in Babel. But <coughs> we do see it's Tanoi and picking them up from different places. Rabbi Lazar says, Darish Ribuye Umi Ute. He uses the function of Ribuye and Mute. Whereas Rabbanon, our times of our Mishnah, used Darshe Klale Uprate. They use the principles of Klaloprat which we are more familiar with because of the Rabbi Yishmael that we say each morning. And Rabbi Yishmael goes through the principles of Klalei Uprate. Rabbi Lazar, Darish Ribuye Umute, he learns out Ribuye Umute, how does a Ribuye and a Miut work? So we have here first, Miyayim Bishaycha Yazir, it says Miyayim Bishaycha Yazir, that is Miyayt, that's a Miut. Mikola Ayayin, then it says anything that you make with the wine, so anything you make with the wine is a reboy is an inclusionary statement. So you have <coughs> uh, first you have miyain v'sheichar, you have miyain v'chomet sheichar lo yishteh. So those are individually listed names, and then you have a general principle or reboy of when kolashay yasemi gefenai. You have a case of miyait v'ribo. We have a case where it's first exclu- it lists individual items and then reba includes everything. How do you darshan miyot v'ribo? Reba kol. The reboy includes everything. My riba, riba kol mile. My miyet was excluded. Miyet shabishto. The only thing that's excluded from the miyut in the beginning of the pasuk is shabishto, shabishto, which are the actual vines themselves, but the heart. Once they've hardened already into a wooden form, those are excluded. So the way the miyut, the riboy works is that the riboy includes everything, and the miyut comes to exclude one singular item. What's that one singular item that it excludes? That is shabishto. Rabbin adashi klale uprate. The rabbanan learned the good rasha of klal uprat. What do we have? We have miyayim b'sheicha yazir. So the beginning of the pas- the first pasuk says miyayim b'sheicha yazir. That's a prat. Mikolasher is saying miyayim b'sheicha yazir. That is a klal. Then the pasuk continues b'chatzini v'adzag. It made a prat again. So now you have prat uchlal uprat. So Tosus points out that klal uprat uchlal and prat klal uprat work the exact same way. And what do we know from Rabbi Shmuel? Klal uprat uchlal ain't done elaka ain't haprat. So two over here. Yeah, done elaka ain't haprat. So this is what we're going to see later on in the Gemara. That what's the difference between a klaluprat uchlal and a prat uchlaluprat? But for right now, we'll just assume that they function the same way. So now you have a prat uchlaluprat. So we only include in the klal, in the general principle, that which is similar to that which is in the detail parts. Ma prat mefurash pri, just like the details or the enumerated items in the details were fruits. Oops, solis pri, or the derivative, or the discard of those fruits. Afkol pri, oops, solis pri. So everything that will be included are Fruits or uh, discards of fruits. So what would be included? So here we would include anything that is a derivative of the grape or something that is a grape that has deteriorated. The Gemara is going to explain later on and go through us in the details what those are. But until this point, that's not going to include anything from the vine itself. So that would exclude 
exclude, that would exclude leaves and the little green shoots, because neither of those are pre, neither of those are the fruit, and neither of those are solid pre, or the, the discards of the pre, because they don't, they're not a pre at all. They are the vine itself, and not a fruit that comes off of it. And how do we know fruits? We have fruits from the word anavim, and we have discards of the fruits from chometz, from vinegar, which is the discards. You have anavim and yayin, and you have chometz and sheikhar, which are the discards. Okay, we'll see that. The Gemara is actually going to get more explicit with that. Now the Gemara says, why are you saying that the prat is pre is pre? Maybe we should learn out, ima prat mifurash pre-gomur, apko pre-gomur. Maybe we should say that since the pot explicitly says fruits, it should only be fruits and not psula fruits. If that's the case, then what did the pasuk leave over? So what did it, uh, that it didn't say? What did the pasuk not say that you're trying to include? If you're talking about moist grapes or dried up grapes, that's already written. Wine or vinegar, those are both explicit. So if you just included pre, just fruits, then pre-gomor, something that's a direct derivative, then it wouldn't be worth, the, the inclusion would be valueless because there's nothing to include. Everything's explicitly written in the pulsip. So what does the inclusion come to do? The inclusion comes to include not only just fruits, but even psalat pre. And now we're going to see how the Gemara learns this. Don't learn like the later lashon, but the first lashon, it includes both pre and psalat pre. So if in the end we're going to include everything, then why do you need the pre-root of Chartsani Mazag? It would be enough just to have the first prat. The first prat of Chomet Ziyayin, the Chomet Sheikha, and we would have known everything that. Why do you need Chartsani Mazag? If it was just a prat and Chlal, then you don't learn it like a klalu pratu klal. You don't learn it like the prat just determines everything to include, but rather you learn it like a pratu klal. And therefore, elanasa klal mosifa or prat. You have the prat, and the klal just adds a little bit more on. Until it comes and explains it the way it does in Azir. So let's go back, just a little background here quickly. Right, so if you simply had a prat, which is a detailed statement in the pasuk, and then a klal in a general statement, what does that do? A pratu klau, then the klau just comes to add a little more than what the prat said. The prat gave you one item, and the klau says come and add a little more to that, add another item to that, and that's a pratu klau. Whereas a klau pratu klau, when you have a general statement, then a specific statement and a general statement afterwards, then it, uh, then we're done, in a prat. We say it includes everything, and what's the everything? As long as it matches some general categories of the prat, that which was detailed. So now the Bukmar is telling you the same thing by prat klau prat. When you have details, then a general statement, and details again, it works like a klalu pratu klal. Because had it simply just been a prat, details, and a klal, you would have included very little. But now that you have a prat, klal, uprat, another prat, details afterwards, now it functions like a klalu pratu klal. When it does that, it comes to include everything that is similar to those items that are found in the prat in the detailed section. So because of that, we're going to include much more. We're going to have a pratu klal, uprat. So I'm a so now we're going to go back through this whole statement and understand what each piece means. Ma prat mefurash pre solid pre. What does it mean that it's explicitly the details explicitly enumerates fruits and discards of fruits? Afko pre solid pre. It comes to include other fruits and the discards of fruits. Pre. What's the fruit of the vine of the of the grapevine? That is invade. Those are grapes. Solid pre. What's the discard of the pre? Mahi chomets. That's the vinegar. Afko pre. 
So where does that come to include? Pre, where is included from grapes? Now we're saying that's like the prat, mahi, goharki. Those are the goharki. What's goharki? So Rashi says goharki, or the Mafari says goharki, are anavim dakim. These uh, small, small types of grapes that are caught in between the other big grapes that don't really get to see the sun. These small little grapes that are caught in between. That's what he says. Whereas the Tosvo says that goharki are uh, both there, unripened grapes. These are unripened grapes. Ah, coped the solid pre. What is incumbent to be included by psolid pre? If we say the psolid pre, the discard of the pre is the vinegar, what's included by psolid pre? Mahi amrabkana kahana lutuye inve. That comes to include, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> inve dichrin, or according to, uh, according to the Tosas and the Mafars, what are inve dichrin? These are, uh, grapes that have rotted, that have worms in them, but have grapes that generally have rotted. So those rotted grapes are still included. The adzag, so what do you do? Machatanim v'adzag. Amar Avinu le'tuye de ben abinim. So what does adzag come to include? The benay binim. What are benay binim? So Rashi says it's the uh, type, the part of the grape that's between the skin and the pit. Well, the part of the grape that's between the skin and the pit, that's the grape itself. So that's what Tosfos says. So that's what type of what type of inclusion that is. That's the grape. That's a physical grape. So Tosfos brings the name of Reino Tam. So does the Rosh. The name of Tam that this Beni Bini are the small grapes that Rashi mentioned before. The small grapes that never see the sun. Those are considered these Beni Bini. Ah, why weren't those included from Boser? We had unripened grapes before. So why isn't these considered unripened grapes? I have to say there's a difference. Unripened grapes, if they're left to ripen, would actually reach a ripe stage. So when you pick them as a Boser. They're included from <clears throat> the case of pre. They're included from the fruit itself. Whereas when it comes to these types of fruits over here, I'm sorry, when it comes, um, those are included from Goarki early on. <clears throat> now these are grapes that will never ever grow up. They can never be ripened, and therefore they leave. They're left in that status of being unripened grapes. And so even those are included from the word adzag from the prat of adzag. So Mar says, Why don't we say the limud of the Pratim is that just like it's always a fruit, an actual fruit itself, then everything is a fruit itself. What did the puzzle leave out that it includes? The, the moist grapes or the dried out grapes, those are explicitly written in the Pasuk. Yain v'chomet haktive. Yain v'chomet are included. That's why we learn like the other way, which means it includes both fruits and the discards of those fruits. So if we're going to include everything, why do you have the extra terms of When you have a normal pratuklau, then the klau only includes a little more than a prat, but doesn't expand they prat to include everything that's like this prat. Until it includes it the way it does in Nazir. And what, how does it include in Nazir? By adding an additional prat of mechartaning va'ad zag. And what's the additional statement there? That the additional prat that you add in afterwards, which is mechartaning va'ad zag. We're actually going to continue the Gemara a little bit here since it's a short daf, and we'll get into tomorrow's daf because it flows from here. Well, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, what are you going to do with Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah in the Mishnah who says, Mechatzanibadzag, and he uses those to teach you you must have two pits and a skin. What is he going to do? How is he going to create the Prat Tuchlal Prat? You're not chayv until you eat two pits and a skin. Where does he have the second Prat to create the Klaal Prat Tuchlal? Okay, ain't a Prat. So, Savalak, Rabbi Lazar. He can hold like Rabbi Lazar in this Machlok, is the Darish Mi'ut Mi'et Veribah. 
he can learn miyute and riba, and therefore there's only a miyute and a riboy here, and he doesn't need the second prop for anything. That's one possibility to answer up for the position of Rabbi Lazar. That he holds like Rabbanan. If you would think that only it comes to teach you what Rabbi Lazar Mezari says, then write the Chatsunim and Zag with the other Pratim. If it wasn't coming to teach you Prat, Uklal, Uprat, Ke'ina Prat, then leave the, put the Chatsunim and Zag before the Klal. Put everything together. Put all the Pratim first and then the Klal at the end. The fact that it split the Pratim up comes to teach us that even what the Chacham said, that you have a Prat, Uklal, Uprat. Right? <coughs> The Maya Hilkhazil Kate Butter Cloud. Why did it write it after the cloud? Shmami no Lemidinu Biklalu Prat. Come to teach you that it has a din of Klal Uprat. The Ema Kulila Hochi Udate. Well, why don't we say Bekhatin Mazak comes to teach you just what the Rabbanans say that it's a Prat Uklalu Prat and it's Kena Prat. Let it write in pro, chatanim and zagim being consistent, or chatan vizag, or write them both in the singular. Why did it switch between chatanim and plural, adzag in singular? Right, number two, it comes to teach you two things. One thing is because the prat found after the cloud comes to teach you like the chachamim that this is like a cloud prat of cloud that we're done a prat. Vikan, I'm in the Midrash, and also to learn from this, it is teach you that, that, like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says in our Mishnah, that only until you've eaten two pits and a skin are you chayaf. So we'll stop here, and we'll continue with the Gemara tomorrow, just for a quick uh, summary. So far we had in the Gemara here, we had a machlokus between Rabbi Al-Azhar and the Tanakam of our Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar says that even... Parts of the vine are included in the restriction of the nazir, not just the produce of the vine, not just the grapes, the wine, and those off the derivatives of the vine, but even the vine itself, the small green shoots or the <coughs> leaves would be included in the restrictions of the nazir. And the Gemara says that this machlokas derives from the way that they darshan or they learn in the psukim. The Rabbi Lazar learns it from a riboy and miut. And when you have a riboy and miut, we have a miut first, then a riboy. The miut comes to tell us to exclude one thing. What's that one item? That's the hard branches, the stems of the vines. When they're wood, that you can't, that the Nazir is not restricted in. But riboy, riba kol, it includes everything else. So everything else is included. That's what Rabbi Lazar learns. To come and learn, no, that we're going to darshan kiklale uprate, the dinim of klalu prat. The dinim of klalu prat work like this. And when you have a prat, some enumerated details, then a qual, a general principle, and additional enumerated details, we learn ke'ina prat. It's similar to what we say in Rabbi Shmuel every morning, klau prat uchlau, in adan ke'ina prat. We only learn like the prat. So meaning that everything's included, but what does it mean everything's included? It has to look like those items that are detailed out. It has to be similar in general categories to that which is included in the detailed list. And we said, what is the categories of that detailed list? We said it has to be a pre or psolid pre, it has to be some derivative of the vine, or some discard of the derivative of the vine, and that we know from yayin and chometz, and from anavim, and from chometz, from grapes, and from vinegar. So we know anything with that looks like grapes or vinegar are going to be included. So we said all the items that are included, we said a boaster was included, an unripened grape. We said that rotten grapes are included. We also said that these small grapes that never ripen are included. Those are all included because those are derivatives of the vine. But the vine itself, when you talk about the little green shoots or the leaves, those won't be included because they don't look anything like the enumerated details that are in the pasuk. The last thing we did in the Gemara today was with Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, who uses the Chatzinim Adzak to teach you, you must eat two pits and a skin. How does he get to the same conclusion as the Chum? So we gave two possible answers for that. One is that he doesn't hold like the Chum and he holds like Rabbi Lezim, and therefore he can use the Chatzinim Adzak for whatever he wants. 
Or number two is he even holds like the chamin, but the placement of chatzanim zav after the klal comes to teach us what the rabbanan told us that it's a prat uchlal a prat and it's in a prat. And the fact that it was the puzzle was inconsistent in writing chatzanim and zag, one in plural and one in singular, comes to teach us what Rabbi Zer wants to teach us that you have to have two chatzanim and one zag. We'll stop here.